welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, Mr. McGregor's got nothing on us as we chase out the rabbits and groundhogs to protect our harvest in Veggie Garden. Next up, we climb the three-dimensional game board to spread a rainbow of powders far and wide in Holy Festival of Colors. And lastly, we test Mike's dice rolling luck again as we form words with D6s in Spill and Spell. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Mike Grenier. What's oh, wait. Up? I did it early, Mike. And yeah, Ed you reversed it. You get the end Hey, end. guys, it's time to game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I saw you, Mike. That's why I picked you next. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm blocking Ed with cues. my script. <laughs> Suddenly, visual cues. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, these visual cues are wild. They're cool. It's totally this is fun, actually. Okay. High tech. Our first game up this week is Veggie Garden, designed by Kelly North Adams, published by Quick Simple Fun Games in 2017. <laughs> Number of players, two to four, ages 12 and up. Playtime, 20 to 30 minutes. All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover shows a bountiful harvest of garden veggies spilling forth from a bucket of plenty as a curious and hungry bunny peers over the wooden fence while he plots out how he will get his taste. <laughs> Thank you, Celeste. You're welcome. <laughs> Celeste is the bunny today. Um, inside, we find a game board, 12 numbered fence posts, 6 veggie reference tiles, and 84 veggie cards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game is fresh or rotten, Evan, chop us up some fresh rules. <laughs> Veggie Garden is a set collection game where players are farmers trying to grow the most valuable vegetables in particular patches of the garden. Play revolves around a 4x4 four four grid. It is a 4x4 four four grid, right? Nope. Uh, yes, 4x4. Four four four. Yep, 4x4. It by is 4x4. Four. Four. Yeah. Play revolves around a 4x4 four four grid, which is the community Veggie Garden. Everyone will draw their points off this grid. The fence posts have values, which will switch all around during the course of gameplay. <laughs> the vegetable cards you have in your hand will dictate your score. Everyone starts the game with two cards, and players will go around in turn until everyone winds up with eight cards. Veggie cards can be played to activate powers associated with that particular vegetable. Mm -hmm. For example, play a cabbage card to shift an entire row of veggies. Or play a pepper card to swap adjacent fence post values. Score your hand at the end of the game. Most points win. Now go eat your veggies. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's we one way to get We all got to play it. this game on Board Game Arena. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. Different yeah, times. Actually, we, snuck a, we snuck an extra game in so I can get uh, Celeste up to speed on this one today. Yes, that was very nice of you, Mikey. Was, Thank you. Fun. Thank yeah, you for no problem, working anytime. me into your busy schedule. <laughs> Yes, fact, my business schedule. A very complicated board game schedule. I mean, I mm. got uh, Catatone at five. I got some <laughs> Dominion at noon. And then uh, followed up with a little bit of uh, no. Roll for the Galaxy at two. And then... Uh, oh, man. And then a light round of that. Terraforming Mars at uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should start that one early so that you get it out of the way, though. Well, one of the nice things that Board Game Arena did uh, on this game, as it does with so many, is it uh, was able to tell you what each card did, 
Uh, it gave you the rules for each card as you moused over it, which was mm-hmm. really nice. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to reference anything. It was right there. Oh, gee, uh, here's some cabbage. What does it do? Let me just mouse over it and find out. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the look of the game? Lots thought- of veggies. <laughs> I mean, the, the art has a nice, soft kind of pencil drawn quality to it. It's really, really nice looking, I thought. I yeah, like that the, too. The yeah. picture was such a nice quality. You can almost see them being used in uh, like a vegetable restaurant guide. Like, here's the guide <laughs> to all the lovely veggies. Like the uh, camping guides that, like, yeah. don't eat that mushroom or whatever, like those kind of things you're talking about. Yeah. It was it, to me. It had a bit more of a cartoony feel, like a Beatrix Potter, nice old fashioned style of uh, of art, which I liked a lot. Wow, the yeah, animals Beatrix looked Potter. like that too. Little pencil sketches, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, I thought it was nice. The colors were great, and it was just enough, you know, art to sustain you through what is mm-hmm. a pretty short game, right, guys? Real <laughs> it short. goes yeah. quickly. Play is fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 really nice. Like, there's only about four vegetables per game to remember what they do. Maybe five. I can't remember exactly, but um, depends on number of players. It's you'll have uh, there's yeah. a, as many. I think it's a five player game, right? Up to five. Up to, up four, to five. Up to or is it up to four? Is up, up to, to four. Two to four. Yeah. four players. Yeah, there are five sense. vegetables in total, but mm-hmm. you uh, um, uh, six possible vegetables in total, but you get rid of one of the veggies. So you're mm-hmm. going to play with. I believe a, a four player game will get you five veggies to toss around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gives some uh, replayability to the game. It always lays out differently. You, you don't know mm-hmm. what the layout of all the different vegetables is going to be each turn or yeah. each game. So it does have. I, I mean, surprisingly, a bit, quite a bit of freshness in each play. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> never frozen. <laughs> Fresh, never frozen. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. does speak to its replayability. It does give mm-hmm. you an idea. Like, I kind of was ready to go again, like, and strategize mm-hmm. something different. Oh, what happens mm-hmm. if I try to manipulate the rabbit or the groundhog rather than just trying to collect a single type of vegetable? So let's talk mm-hmm. about the strategies here. There actually are some, despite the fact this looks like a children's game. Yeah, I mean, so your score is going to end up being kind of multiplicative in a way that for every one of a certain veggie you have that matches a board space that is numbered, you're going to get that many points for each one. So you kind of have to have a balance of having vegetables on the board that can get good scores and having matching ones in your hand. Mm -hmm. Um, The last game I played, I started off with one cabbage. Uh, no, I started off with two cabbages and there was only one on the board. So I was looking for ways to swap some of the ones from my hand onto the board so I could have a bigger multiplier or more chances at a high number. Like, well, you want to have those cards in the hand to get points for them as well. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and you have two two to start with, so it kind of starts to at least give you an idea what your strategy is going to be for the game. Which is um, also the only hidden information that you have in the game. Otherwise... Mm-hmm. People know what cards you're picking up. Yeah. Very good point. Because if you're going for something and you're setting the board up in a certain way, you got to be a little bit careful because you don't want other players going for the same arrangement that you're going mm-hmm. for. It, it, it really puts a premium on those cards that you're trying to collect in your hand in those premium spots that are yeah. in the garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, if two players both have the same set of hidden vegetables and they're both trying to manipulate it on the board... They're going to end up washing that part of their score out, you know what I mean? So, and right. and additionally, if you have them in your hand, there's a limitation of how many will end up in the game total. So, there could be four of the one you want to be on the board, 
off the board already and you don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> like the, the deck composition is not quite set because of that hidden information. Mm-hmm. So, Evan, there is a big bonus you can get, right? If you can collect at least one card of all the different types of vegetables that are in gameplay, 10-point bonus. That's crazy, Oops. but you'd have to start that bonus. early, right? you got to yeah. get it started right away, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's only, what, what nine rounds? hands in this whole game? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it ends really quickly, so you have to be on top of that if you want to make that a, a thing that happens. So there's the groundhog but, that you can move and the rabbit. Mm-hmm. Ed, how'd that work out for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was um, trying to move that bunny away from my vegetables, but, um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, somebody just kept on moving it back to the one I didn't want it on. <laughs> Who did that? Yeah, Evan. Who's responsible? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were you saying, Ed? <laughs> I didn't quite hear that. Oh, you rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rabbit's worth zero. So the mm-hmm. fence posts are what dictate the scores of certain vegetables, and those mm-hmm. numbers move around as well as the vegetables. So mm-hmm. you've got these multiple layers of scoring that is moving around but that bunny that bunny is a big zero yeah i'm gonna go grab that wait there's no vegetables left the bunny ate it all yeah yeah man it's it's a bummer too because oh sorry go ahead no it's all right it it speaks to the fact that the the game does feel thematically informed it really does Mm -hmm. like uh Mm -hmm. I'm, I was surprised because it just looks like a skin, right? Oh, here's mm-hmm. a grid of four by four and a couple of things you maneuver and some cards. But there was like a lot going on that felt like a oh, garden. Yeah. yeah, I thought so too. The rabbit eating your stuff, the groundhog blocking you from moving things around because his, his hole is there and stuff. Yeah. It felt legit. I, I definitely <laughs> felt the theme in this one. Yeah. The last licks in this game are super important because yes. like that's where yeah, like yeah. you don't I have didn't any even chance. Know what you was know? happening? Thank you again, BGA. Sometimes <laughs> BGA does a little too much for you. Yeah, it does. And and I the, was a little confused at the last two moves. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. What what was going on? I, I honestly I kind of like didn't expect the game to end when it did. You know, because I mean, you you know that your hand fills up and the game's going to end. But like, I think it ended on your turn. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> the thing I really needed to do, I cannot do it anymore. And these scores are locked and it's a wrap. And she crushed me. It was embarrassing. I got crushed. <laughs> well, I mean, my plan A, as Evan says, worked well. You know, I was just like, oh, look, mm-hmm. I've got two peppers in my hand already. I'm just going to go for peppers. Yep. Get all the peppers you can, but make sure you leave some on the board. You right. know what I mean? You can't score That's them right. if they It was a there. really nice... I was lucky. It was a really mm-hmm. nice layout. Like, there were already three on the board and two in my hand. It was just like mm-hmm. a no-brainer. At but uh, I, the very... I feel oh, like sorry, there, yeah. was, there might be more to do next time, though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, mm. it's not going to come up that way. My veggies aren't going to come up <laughs> exactly yeah. the same way next time. Totally yeah. different each time, yeah. And um, I, I first, like, when we first played... I mean, I played twice now, but the first time I played, I was really confused about the rows and columns because i'm thinking you know yes. i'm just used to seeing a grid with numbers and it's like oh there's the values but i thought it, it was actually... going to be a multiplier the two column versus the three oh, row right you know and just yeah, if you oh, have it's it worth six match, like crisscross yeah, yeah. no it's it uh, if you look closely enough then the four center squares or tiles the compost I say. pile yeah there's, there's nothing there like there's That's no right. points to be had there so the numbers around the outside of the fence post only correspond to one single tile 
Mm. It's just like a little bit counterintuitive when you first see it. Yes. But after a while, it totally makes sense. Mike had to explain to me about four times. Before I was like, what? <laughs> Hence the counterintuitiveness. I'm kept wow. thinking it's that's a six-point pepper. Yep. But it was not. I mean, it could be if you have two of them and they're worth right. three each. Yep, but no. They got to be on the outside, can't mm-hmm. be on the inside. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, explorers, now hit us with some music, Ed. <laughs> like, <we're> not, <laughs> we, have a, we don't do any here either. Okay. No. Nope. Mike gets all the cues. I don't get any. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Veggie Garden. Yum, yum. Evan? Veggie Garden is a nice first game on a Friday family game night. And even though I found it a little swingy, it's, it's a swingy game. But the game moves quickly and it's easy to grasp. And not to mention it has a bit of a, you know, screw your neighbor kind of component yeah. to it. So eat your veggies and dig them up. Ed? The game is easy to learn and fast to play, which is great at that casual first time game, as Evan mentioned. You know, I, I did enjoy my game, but I, I guess for me, it felt like they need a little more flavor. Um, <laughs> So it probably won't be a regular game for me. <laughs> now, I'm going to bury it for now, but there is an expansion. Maybe that will add just enough spice for me to come back. <laughs> spice it's it up. The meat and potatoes expansion. Stir fry. <laughs> Vegan fight. Yeah. A little more meat on my, with my veggies. <laughs> the steak expansion, yeah. Uh, Mike, what would you think? Uh, the art, soft, simple, and inviting. Um, it might not be a go-to game for me, but I'll definitely play this again. It's got simple strategies to teach. I learned it pretty quickly, and I had a pretty good time with it, so I'll dig it up. Yeah, I mean, if you were having an animal-themed game night, this would be a solid <laughs> warm-up game, right? <laughs> uh, you know, or a vegetable-themed game night, I guess. <laughs> veggie yeah, night. Food, yeah, food. food. Try inviting right. your gamer friends to veggie-themed night. I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> well, I, I, unlike Evan, I think I would call it more fateful than swingy. Um, it's more of a fateful game, but, you know, it's got good... The grid maneuvering is good replayability, and so I think it's got potential to play quite a few times. I'm digging it up from the roots. All right. Nice. (laughs) Do you have a bunny messing with your perfect garden? Let (laughs) us know. We are at which game first on all social media. Hey, everybody. Evan, Mike, Ed, tell us what's going on with which game first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Thursday nights at Witch Game First, live game night, and we want you to join us. Mm-hmm. We stream, we play a game, and we stream it live, and we invite you to come along and participate, meaning we would love for you to watch how we play this game. It's usually the first time we're playing a game. We're fumbling through it. We need your help. Mm-hmm. We need your advice. Plus, we also do trivia with you, the audience. It's very interactive. Thursday nights, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Join us, which game first live? Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna go next because yeah, Ed did yeah, not bring jump on. You I'm know going you had next. a sexy, sexy, sexy guest panelist time. You oh, know yeah. it. Um, so our good friend Sen Fung Lim had me on his show called Meeple Syrup. It was a lot of fun, and that kind of leads me to say we're doing a lot more of that kind of stuff lately. We're gonna show up all over the place, so keep your eyes open. Um, but Sen last Fung night we definitely about- earns friend of the show. Oh, yeah. As a title. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, and so we talked about uh, community building. I definitely brought in the subject of imposter syndrome. Anybody who knows me knows that getting up on stage can make me have a panic attack sometimes. But, uh, you know, knowing your worth in the industry and stuff. And, and it was like a good hour and 15 minute talk on those subjects. And it was a lot of fun. Their show was great. You guys should check that out. And awesome. see me on it. We'll I mean, at least, yeah. you know, you might panic when you get on stage, but at least you don't get up a minute before showtime to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, oh, no. Ed. <laughs> it's called abandoning the ship. True. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, there's an iceberg coming. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> That's like me when it's clean up the game time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed uh, that we sold tickets for Board Game Design Conference uh, this yeah. week. Um, quite a few of them I saw uh, flying out the door. Now, I just wanted to remind you guys, the board game conference, board game design conference is still available. It is a Mm. now a video conference. If you missed the live show, you can still get tickets for a fraction of the price of the live show. And it has Mm. videos of every single presenter that we had. Mm -hmm. So all 12. Yeah. yeah, all 12. And they're great, guys. They are, if you have any interest in game design at all, either as an amateur or you want to go pro, this game design conference that we put together has designers, publishers, artists, marketers, and instructors. I'm so many game design from so many angles. You're going to great get great information from this thing. So you can go to boardgamedesignconference.com and pick up the whole conference yeah on video right now boardgamedesignconference.com yep we even talked to my arch nemesis martin wallace so that'd be fun we did (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know there were some really great questions being asked by the audience too Mm -hmm. so you get a lot you you not only get their presentations but also great q a's Mm -hmm. and i want to say thank you so so much i'm going to come in close to the camera thank you patrons so much we really appreciate you uh, giving us your hard-earned $3 every month. We know it matters. We know every single penny matters, especially now. Prices mm-hmm. are bananas mm-hmm. everywhere, and we know it. We recognize it, and we deeply appreciate it. We hope we're entertaining you. We hope it's worth the 3 bucks. And we want to remind you, if you want to join our patrons and get exclusive access to our patron-only podcast called... Bonus points. Bonus points. Pointing at you. You could go to our website, whichgamefirst.com, right now and click on Become a Patron. It's super simple. And then you get access to all of our older episodes of our patron only podcast and the new ones, bonus points, which run live and you can get access to them. As we okay, everybody love bonus can points. They, can they go straight to Patreon and just patreon.com and just look our name up there? Is that how they do it? Yeah. Probably, right. but you can they also go right through our to. website. Yeah. yeah. I want to remind everybody also that on our website, you can go directly to any episode of our podcast for any game we've reviewed. If you have a game in mind that you want to know if we reviewed or not, simply go to our website and in the search bar at the upper right-hand corner, type in the name of the game. And if yep. we have reviewed it the episode that it's reviewed on will come right up for you mm-hmm. and if we haven't tell us so that we can review it for yes. you yes absolutely reach out to us on our contact information on the website or on our discord channel at any time yeah mm-hmm. we're almost at 170 episodes guys what what <laughs> times crazy that's over 500 games reviewed <sighs> and counting yeah wow yeah no that's crazy all right everybody on with the show Our next game up this week is Holy 
Festival of Colors, designed by Julio E. Nazario, published by Floodgate Games in 2020. Number of players, two to four, ages 13 and up. Playtime, 20 to 40 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box takes us inside the Festival of Colors with silhouettes of a radiant crowd jumping and cheering in a blizzard of brilliantly colored pigments. When the dust settles, we discover some cardboard pieces, which are a courtyard tower consisting of four cardboard pillars, 12 cardboard edge pieces, and three clear plastic levels. There's also a score track board, four score markers, 100 color paint tokens, a first player marker, 25 sweet tokens, 25 large cards, 21 rivalry cards and four player aids, 52 color cards, and four large wooden player markers with multicolored stenciling. And that's what's in the box. I just couldn't resist talking about those awesome, awesome playing pieces. They were gorgeous. Especially the elephant. It doesn't look like an elephant, but you can still tell it's an elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think so, Mike? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, I love the it. The first thing I ever drew, I don't know, this is kind of a segue talking about colors, I guess. Bring it. The first thing it. I ever drew in school was this mm-hmm. snake, and each, like, I drew mm-hmm. his body in square segments, and each one was a different in order of the rainbow color. And mm-hmm. I always used to draw it all the time. So I've always been drawn to like a brilliant array of colors. And this game, like the second I saw it, it just reminded me of doing that little doodle when I was little. Yeah. You still have that doodle? I don't, man. But oh. I could recreate it though. Now I have Ooh, all yeah, these dude. fancy paints and stuff. And <laughs> oh man, I have a whole art room back here full of crazy colored paints. I just bought this uh, pink, hot pink for a special order for jewelry that I'm making. So, <laughs> so I love colors. Board this game, game grabbed theme. me right away with their board game colors. inspired jewelry, Mike. I, mm, Get it that's on a our good website idea. next mm. month. Ooh. I, okay, I'll make a couple pieces that are board game inspired. I have enough backings to make that. That'd be cool, actually. Yeah, bring Thank it. You. Can't wait to see. Wow. Inspired by oh, a yellow awesome. elephant from Holy. Can't wait. Yeah, Holy will be the first set of jewelry I'll make from that's from a the great Holy idea. Set. Yeah, it is very inspirational. It is a gorgeous looking game. And how about those levels, Evan? How did you like that board? <laughs> I love uh, this. This was great. Um, are we uh, Are oh, we, we going to talk about the rules. rules at all? Or do we want to uh, get so right into it? You will get colors. to the rules eventually. <laughs> yeah, I got mesmerized. Oh, this game is highly distracting. All right, oh, so. Evan didn't read the rules yet no, at all. No, wow. I, I didn't. To sprinkle That's some right. rules on this review. All right. <laughs> Holy Festival of Colors is an area control game where players gather to celebrate the end of winter as they spread colorful powder on each other, dancing and (laughs) celebrating new beginnings. Well, maybe not so much dancing in this game, but throwing color around? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Each player chooses a color and takes that color meeple and receives a deck of cards specific to that color. A player will play a card from their hand and spread their color on the game board in a pattern dictated by that card that they play. Simple enough. The entire pattern has to be completed. You can't perform the pattern. If you can't perform the pattern, you can't use that card, okay? Now, try to get your color on the other player's meeples Mm. because that scores you points. And there are also sweets tokens on the board. You want to collect the most of those to achieve even more points. Mm -hmm. And you can also (laughs) score bonus points by achieving one of the two special conditions, 
for the game. They're, these are cards that are drawn randomly from a pile of special game condition cards, two of them. Score points that way. Move your meeple around to achieve your desired patterns. And also don't forget to move up. Yep, there are three levels to this game board, which is awesome. The higher you go to throw colors, the more points they are worth at the end of the game. And of course, at the end of the game, the most points wins and becomes holier than that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, about that board you were talking about. Yes, climbing up and up. It's actually three-dimensional. True three-dimensional board games, which Mm -hmm. we need more of, in my opinion. What's it made of? Uh, Plastic with uh, cardboard. Yep, it's got like plastic trays. Which pieces are plastic and which pieces are cardboard? The columns are made of what? The columns are cardboard. The actual board itself, the the, the horizontal position, it's plastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's designed by game trays, if you know who they are. Mm -hmm. They make uh, board game inserts, so um, the the manufacturers use them. And then uh, I assemble these, so I'm more familiar with this than the rest of y'all. You punch out the little color pieces and you put, you know, they kind of punch in below. So that gives them a little bit of the color. But the the actual, you know, pieces of the board are like little divots and they're translucent. So you can see all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very important that these are divots because you could see one tiny bump and you would have your colors scattered all over the yeah. place. You'd lose the game, basically. It's, so they have to be really, the, the divots are important. They keep everything in their exact place, which is Man, I gotta, Critical. I gotta say, we we put this game off for a little while because you know when we get together in person, we're kind of limited on time. And I'm like, man, we gotta assemble this three level cardboard structure thing before we can even start. But let me tell you, this is the easiest tower assembly I've seen Ooh, in any game, good. and it's quick. It's like that's really you know, it's quick. the three levels and then the four corners is basically the whole assembly. What it takes two sturdy. minutes? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It holds up well. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's cat great. Proof. It's cat proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much cat proof wow. with the divots and the height. I was really impressed. Like, I was a little nervous, but this game is well designed. Yeah. Because we've seen a lot of games where it's a cool gimmick to have a board or some kind of, um, you know, component that yeah. is, you know, assembly and cool looking, but it can be a real clunker to have to put them together. I had yeah. trouble with mm-hmm. Wingspan. Like, even <laughs> the, like the bird. <laughs> Uh, the birdhouse <laughs> was yeah. really a pain to try to put together. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you you have this game gets more valuable. Your pieces get more valuable as you go up the board. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by a lot. So the difference between one point, two points, and three points on the third level is is a really big difference. You get triple the value for the ones that end up on the top. Mm. The trick of it is... When you put pieces on the board, like you have a, there's a way to move up. But even when you're up above, if you put a piece down on the board that doesn't have a corresponding piece underneath it, it drops down. Uh, Boop. Drops down. Yep. So, yep. You still get points for it, but like, you know, it, it, one to two is double. You know what I mean? So you're losing half the points that piece could have been worth. If it falls down on top of another meeple, that meeple gets sprinkled with the dust. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) yes. That's Ed's favorite. It's kind of funny when when Evan was talking about getting your color on the meeples, but first thought was like, oh, I got that cheese dust on my fingers and I'm putting (laughs) (laughs) hell in the meeples. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm sure that's what everybody in this festival thinks. Like, oh, my God, multicolored Cheeto dust everywhere. No. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody. But at this the colors festival are represented by little tokens. Yeah, I don't think anybody at this festival is minding that at all. 
No, they love it. <laughs> no. I would love to go to this festival. Oh my god, this is like visual overload. Like yeah. just people throwing discolorful dust at each other. Yeah, man, that'd be wild. The people on the cover look like they are in full party mode. <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that powder yeah. might be laced with something, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, let's not uh, <laughs> let's not give anybody any ideas. <laughs> uh, I think it's happy just, dust. Uh, yeah. Laced with joy. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Chemical joy. I, uh, <laughs> Because of the multi-floor thing and the way the cards lay out. So actually, let me explain the cards wait, just a Mike, little bit wait, real quick. Wait, Mike, before you do that, oh. talking about the, oh, yeah, yeah. the way the pieces move, you have a note uh-huh. here that says it's like doing a multi-floor robot dance. Well, that's what, yeah, First, exactly. First, explain, I have to explain what the robot the car- dance is, though. Good point, good point. <laughs> so if anybody who's played Robo Rally, which is the original, the origins of the robot dance, it's when you have a bunch of actions chained together and... Point. You, you program them in basically like a programming game, but you're moving your body to say, okay, I'm going to hit this conveyor belt and I'm going to turn left and then I'm going to drop down and then I'm going to go forward. And then if you screw one part of it up, you're like way off in the ether. Like you totally get lost. Yep. So Les is doing the actual robot dance. Yeah. Some people do it like this with their no. hands like, <laughs> but yeah, so the origins of that is from Robo Rally. But in this game, you have cards that have kind of like a grid on them. And when you play, when you use the card, you're going to use one part of the card as the center point and the other corresponding squares are the ones you're going to fill in with your dust. And so you have to just put it just right. So you're turning the card and turning your body and looking to see where you want to land that thing to get the maximum points. And it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you're up on the second and third level, because you mm. also have to consider, okay, what's going to fall down to the lower levels. Right. So you're thinking not just on that single plane. You are definitely thinking in three dimensions when mm-hmm. you're throwing that dust from the second and third floors. Yep. And you're not allowed to place a card or pieces on top of another person's pieces. So there could be a whole turn where you're like, don't really have many options. And in that case, you can just discard a card and put one piece anywhere you want on the board, which oh. is pretty awesome. That's right. You can, you can throw powder on other people's meeples, mm-hmm. but not on other spots that have existing powder already on the mm-hmm. ground. Yep. All right, now, Mike, talk about the, the, the effect uh-huh. that starting conditions have. So one of them, uh, so they're kind of like a overall strategic thing that matters for the game. Like in the, our particular game, one of them was that the person who has the most um, tokens on the bottom floor gets a bonus. So normally uh-huh. i think yeah evan was all over that but <laughs> yeah. so in our case like you know in in most games i think people would kind of race to the top and try to fill things in but in this game there was a lot of value in staying on the bottom floor too so you know evan capitalized i was, the I was last to move up yeah mm-hmm, yeah he was i wanted I started, to make sure i had that bottom floor secured you're lucky the and game ended the when other it did evan. rivalry card <laughs> that we had was no the bonus points so you uh-huh. got i got bonus points for throwing colors on other people so you get more than normal so i yeah. was trying to get color on as many people as possible Me. it's like eh, i'm not gonna <laughs> get the, the the color on the floor i'm gonna get the color on you i mean i was ed's token color by the end of the game he had what five <laughs> or six tokens on me by the end of the game oh, it was yeah. crazy a stack of them like, like a whole stack i'm like come on man <laughs> why me oh, but yeah geez. and, and you're also trying to race to the spots to grab the sweets too but sometimes that being in that space doesn't really fit the setup of cards that you have. Um, so, you know, you got to balance placement with picking up the bonus points as you go. Yeah, the suites are interesting because you have to be the one player to collect the most suites by mm-hmm. the end of the game. Mm. Yep. And Ed, Ed, did we tie? 
in we, the sweets. Mm-hmm. We did. And that means neither of us got any oh, bonus boo. points for those sweets. That was good for me. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was That's oh, awful. It went from sweet to sour in like a second. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we were both uh, competing hard, hard on that one. I didn't realize we had exactly the same number. I thought I just edged you out, and you thought you just edged me out. I know. Mm-hmm. I miscounted. Yeah. I, I knew I was burned. Ed, Ed buried me in powder. I knew I was out of the game. and I But I didn't king make. I still tried to win anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Of course you didn't. Um. So how about the pacing, Ed? I thought it was nice how um, the game ends when you run out of pieces. So just as you're getting up to that third level, you're starting to run out of pieces, and now the game ends. And so I thought it was kind of nice. Where, like you have so many pieces, you're putting them out, and then now you're being a little bit more judicious with your pieces at the second level. And then mm-hmm. now that you get to the top level, you're like, whatever, I can get on the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go nuts. You're, yeah, you're stumbling to get those things on the board as fast as you possibly can. Well, that's great. But, I mean, it's nice that it mm-hmm. could be as short as 20 minutes. and. Uh, it mm-hmm. looks like it caps out around 40. Do you think that's accurate? It's probably based on the number yeah. of players. It's probably 10 minutes per player. So. I think yeah. um, on my second playthrough, I'll go a lot faster, but I was straight paralyzed when I was putting pieces on the third floor because I'm like, it's going to drop. This one's going to drop down by two. I can't put it yeah. there. Okay, <laughs> let's try this. I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. it was a mess. It was, it's true. There's yeah. a little bit prone to AP. So if somebody really wants to try to optimize, okay, let me figure out the best place to put this. Mm-hmm. They can spend a little too. Everybody else can come, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some color. AP yeah. being analysis paralysis. Did any of you yeah, guys have yeah, it? Correct. I did. By the third floor, I was like, these guys know. The game came into a screeching halt for like five straight minutes. I'm like, nope, that one can't go there. I'm like, that's why I just, I felt that stress that I felt when I do the robot dance. So that that's when it happened. <laughs> at that third floor. And he tried to do the robot dance in 3D because he's yeah. like, oh, it's going to fall through. I can't do this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Holy Festival of Colors. Mike? It was fun. It was complex, high degrees of strategy in there. And, you know, most importantly, it was gorgeous, which is not usually the thing I put right at the top of my list. But this game was so beautiful to look at. I would play it again, even if it wasn't as good of a game as it is. So I'll dig it up. Ed? This Spatial puzzle takes it to the next level. <laughs> it's simple, easy to learn, while providing options that feel both varied and meaningful. So I'll dig this up to throw around some color again. <laughs> Evan. Holy, it's a great game. Especially for those people who like <laughs> spatial reasoning puzzles. It, it felt mm. like a puzzle to me that I was trying to figure out, which was great. Planning moves in three dimensions, that gets my neurons firing. And perhaps the best part of the game, it's very easy to play, easy to understand, and looks great. Dig it up. (laughs) Have you thrown colored party at your friends? Let us know. (laughs) We are at which game first and all social media. Colored party? Is that what you said? I'm just throwing a whole colored party at your friends. It's a a new thing. It's a new thing. Colored party throwing. That's right. <laughs> Call it party. I said party instead of powder. Yeah. Yes, ah, <laughs> Have you thrown colored powder at your friend? There you go. Let us know. <laughs> we are at which game first on all social media. Nailed it. There you go. <laughs> Bang. 
Our last game up this week is Spill and Spell, designed by nobody, published by <laughs> I believe the I believe the version we played, Evan, was the Phillips version. Do you have it with you uh, there? No, we, I have it with me here, and it is in fact the Parker's oh, brother it's version. The Parker Brothers mm-hmm. version. Okay, I know this. Parker. Sixty six. Thank you. Okay. Ooh, because, so there were no words for, from after nineteen sixty six that you could possibly spell. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> nanny is not a word anymore. You can't use. I don't know. Social media. The word text did not exist. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Social media. Facebook is not a word. All right. Um, uh, let's. So we played the Parker Brothers version, originally published by Phillips, 1956. Number of players one to ten. <laughs> All ages. Ten. No playtime listed. Mikey, shake the box and tell us what's in it. The cover of Spill and Spell lets you know exactly what you're in for with its display of a bunch of letter cubes in a crossword configuration spelling out Parker Games. Inside, the contents are very simple. It's 15 dice with variable arrays of alphabetical letters, an hourglass, great hourglass, and a cup with a lid for some safe shaking. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game spells trouble, Evan, <laughs> give, no, sorry, Evan, quick, assemble a rule summary using these nine dice cues. <laughs> oh, look at that. Spill and Spell is a dice rolling game where instead of numbers, the faces of the dice are letters. Roll the dice and spell out words. Try to use all the dice in a crossword puzzle style and any unusable letters Those are negative points, by the way. Mm. Minimum of three letters per word. Score the square of the number of letters in the word. So a three-letter word is worth three times three, nine points. A four-letter word would be four times four, 16 points, and so on. Uh, I believe it caps at five. Didn't we Mm -hmm. find that rule, Mike? Mm -hmm. Yeah, five is the most you can score. Five times five, 25. Regardless of the length of the word, don't ask me why, but that's the rule. First player to reach Celeste. 500 points <laughs> is the winner. But frankly, by then, I think everyone's a winner because yeah. the game's over. What are you doing next weekend? <laughs> I mean, 500. You're playing? Okay. Rummy 500. Five, you know, which is why you get a no, roll dice. 500 no, points. Okay. No playing long. time on that hold cover of that on. box. And that's you... why. Because 10 players playing to 500 points for You'll well, be there no, for three not everybody. It's first player to 500. Yeah, first yeah. player to 500. But still. But 10 yeah. turns it's not like I you know, play simultaneously it's not boggle and 10 people playing this game oh my god i know it's nine people waiting to play the game yeah. and one person <laughs> yeah, playing <right>. it. <laughs> wait, wait to spill and spell they should have called oh, this man game. Yeah. yeah i'm not uh, so sure on that one to ten player count i got that from board game geek uh-huh yeah one I mean, you to could the, play I mean, an infinite number right sure you could just yeah you could, it could Sure. Play by mail. Play with all your friends around the country. <laughs> Just mail them the yeah. box. It's their turn. <laughs> mail the cup to you next one. Yeah. I mean, there is a timer, so you'd have to have a level of honesty. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> all right. Evan, Although, this is one of your vintage finds. And we played, oh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We played it at your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did it come with all the pieces? First question. Uh, I, no. <laughs> missing, <laughs> missing a few, you know, critical things like some of the uh, dice cubes. Yeah. I mean, we got 13 of them and we're supposed to play with 15. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. but, you know, 
We may do with 13. Uh, the the cup obviously is there, which is important, and mm. also the lid. There's a yeah. lid to this That's cup. That's really which cool. Are, which was cool. pro- which was the coolest part about this whole game. That's you know says yeah. a lot. Um the yeah, timer uh, say- didn't work. It's still <laughs> it's, supposed, it's supposed to be a one minute timer. It took like ten minutes for this thing to fall. <laughs> it jams. Yeah, Thanos so, snapped and yeah. then the timer just stopped. It mm. was uh That was so. a very common thing in the eighties, like jammed up timers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Poor design. Very the poor sand design. gets wet or something. I don't know. Yeah, moisture gets in. Or something. Yeah, something. moisture gets finds their way in. Speaking yeah. of the amount of dice, I feel poor like this control game control of the particle size. Yes, oh, correct. Yeah. The particle <laughs> non colloidal. It needed to be much smaller. <laughs> yeah. So, right. uh, you know, I feel like this game could have used actually more dice, more options. I really felt like I didn't have enough options, and really, mm-hmm. I was able to use the dice well before a minute. So I think yep. for varying mm-hmm. levels of difficulty, you should be able to add more dice. Well, it has the Yahtzee situation going on where you can just pick up dice that you're not using and just roll them again, you know, and keep whittling down. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's an easy way to get rid of your minute. Right <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Rerolling. Yeah. 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 Because there's a lot of letters. And I, I mean, I play Wordle like everybody else in the whole world is now. <laughs> and so like... I am looking for all sorts of words. And so I feel like whatever options I get, I'll use those options. I don't really think, oh, I'm just going to re-roll this unless it's like, I don't know, a handful of Zs or something like that. But, right. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, make do with what you've got because you're uh-huh. going to be wasting time recalibrating your mind to look at mm-hmm. new letters. And then you are going to still be remembering the letters that were there mm-hmm. before and want to make a word with the letters that no longer exist because you rolled them again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all that. So <laughs> I'm telling you, as a, str- as a person who plays a lot of word games, don't mess yourself up by re-rolling those dice unless you really have to. <laughs> Absolutely. I wonder what well, the... F- just to your point, yeah. Celeste, uh, there is a 20, uh, 2003 edition that comes with 22 dice. That makes oh, a lot more sense. Slam. Yeah. Nice. Celeste saw the future. She was back in 1966, <laughs> and she said, you know, in about 40 years, we should have more dice. Yeah. Yeah, you know what happened. this game's going to need? More dice. More <laughs> options. <laughs> well, you know, as a, you know, word games are my jam. This thing mm-hmm. has a little bit, it reminds you a tiny, tiny bit of boggle because it's square cubes with letters on it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where the, you know, oh, and that, resemblance and the fact that Parker Brothers basically made the exact same cover <laughs> for Spill and Spell as it did for Boggle using yeah. the same font, the same timer, and a bunch of square letters on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I guess they didn't have the budget for that. Yes, and exactly oh, the yeah, same Parker size Brothers. box too, right? So yeah. it's a, like the same as a Boggle box. So oh, you yeah. could sit them next to each other on your bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, reasonably well. <laughs> they couldn't yeah. credit the designer because the designer's actually Bog, whoever invented Bog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, well, they I must have wonder. Parker, Parker Brothers must have bought the licensing at some point because this is yeah. word yeah, for did. word the same. It's not a knockoff of the original. This is the original mm-hmm. game. I, I kind of like when I was looking at the cubes, you know, the game designer in me was kind of wondering like, what the letter frequency was on each die because we were miss- we were missing dice and we couldn't just replace <laughs> them with six siders with letter substitution because no. we have no idea what letters were on those missing dice. Does it matter? Right. Does the I mean, distribution does- matter that much? 
It does. Well, it's like it's like what we have the Q, but no U. You know, I mean, what's yeah, what's that? Okay, that okay. That's not going to work. Does that it, kind of d- thing. Did it do what Boggle does and basically just add the U to the Q? No, they didn't have a QU <laughs> no. code. Uh, yeah, there's a couple nope. words that don't need the U in them, like QI. But you can only use three letter words or bigger in this game. I think mm-hmm. I don't think two mm-hmm. letter words Correct. counted. So yeah, three letters. But yeah, come on, QU would have been good. Yep. And here's the letter Q, so you can all see oh, all alone, hanging out there, Aww. no U to help it along. You could house rule a U in there. Yeah. I uh, I, so I yeah, was like I just... Yeah, ex- for. Okay. All right, let's, yeah. let's give Ed a moment to counterpoint oh. this game. Yes, yes. It, This kind of game is my jam, but Ed, your first <laughs> note on the script this week is yawn. Wow. <laughs> There's not a lot of yeah, ambiguity. Uh, word, uh, just as much as uh, word games are your jam, <laughs> they are not my jam. <laughs> I have zero interest in them. Um, and it, this game did it not... Was a, it was okay assembling them in a little crossword po- pattern. Mm-hmm. That is interesting to a degree. <laughs> that was the most fun I had was actually putting them in the crossword pattern. Oh boy! Wow. To what degree? Like sixty-eight, sixty-seven. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It gave me something to do for those three minutes. Wow. <laughs> one minute. It's one minute. It's only one, one minute. minute. It well, felt like three days. Time was, uh... <laughs> One minute is a long time. I mean, yeah. with with Oof, fifteen dice, you think, oh is. no, I'm gonna spell. You know, that's only three five-letter words, right? So in yeah. one minute, yeah. that's a long time for that. It is. It, that's why mm-hmm. I thought. An extra ten. I made the mistake of wanting to spell the longest word possible because that's how I do. And I had like a seven-letter word. I was expecting to get forty-nine points for that. Oh no! No, (laughs) you made the mistake. You made the mistake of helping other people spell words and helping them. I can't help it. (laughs) This is like a co-op for me. (laughs) No, it's not a co-op. It's competitive dice rolling. Oh, you could spell that. You could spell that. I'm like, yeah, I couldn't help myself. Stop you from helping other. Mike falling prey to the one thing he can't stand: quarterbacking. Oh man, <laughs> totally. But when I, but I get it. But I, look, uh-huh. you see something in front of you. It's like, oh gosh, this should happen. It's like it, it's almost a crime to to allow it to not happen. Yes. Yeah, you have to get yeah. in there and correct I mean, it. So honestly, I get the instinct. Here's what I want to do. I want to take these dice because the dice are awesome. And the cup's pretty cool, too. But I want to make a co-op <laughs> game where you're all working together to spell stuff to, like, escape a dungeon or something like that. You know, so I think that would be fun. And Spelling words good... to escape a dungeon? Yeah, it could be cool, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we need a three-letter, a five-letter, and a six-letter word to get out of this room. So we roll the dice, and everybody's grabbing at them, trying to get out un- under mm. the timer. We could Same. call it kill and spell instead of spill. <laughs> spill and kill. What are you talking spill about? Spill and kill. <laughs> no. Spill and kill. Right, an needs work. To... Needs work. We're going to work. We'll yeah. workshop right. it. We'll workshop it. <laughs> we'll fix this. We'll, we will fix it. Dice will be spilled. D- don't worry, Parker. Dice we're on. Dice will be spilled. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. I'm on this one, man. This one there writes will be dice. <laughs> there will be dice. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Letters of Mark. We'll do before... it a pirate version. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh. This isn't which game next. It's which game first, all right? <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's get to it, explorers. Do we dig up or bury, spill, and spell? Mikey, give it to us. I love word games, but because of the poorly thought out scoring mechanics, missing parts didn't help. It just kind of became an activity more than a game for me because I couldn't help just wanting to participate more. Um I want to keep these dice. I'm going to make a game with them. But other than that, uh, the rest of this game can go. So I'm going to bury it. Evan. Spill and spell was, all right, 
<laughs> you know, the game works. It has that Yahtzee feel to it in a way, you know, rolling letters rather than numbers, different enough. But I think there are other word games out there that would hold my interest longer than this one. It, this isn't bad. It's just nothing special. Bury it. Ed. Yawn. Uh, well, it's a word game with uh, <laughs> yeah. random letter dice. Yay. So rolling them is fun. Um, but the novelty of rolling those dice and play with them kind of wore off after a while. So, um, yeah, I- I'm looking for the next game, as you say. So I'm going to bury this. I love shaking up letter cubes. I absolutely do. Right. I'm a huge boggle player. Joe and I are... Our courtship surrounded vastly many, many <laughs> games of Boggle. So, Will you marry me? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> it's not a magic eight ball. Come on. So if Boggle and Spill and Spell were next to each other on the game shelf, I cannot think of a time when I would pull it down instead. There are so many better word games than this mm-hmm. one. Sorry, mm-hmm. Parker Brothers. <laughs> This Even one, Sorry is better. This one yeah, should have oh, stayed careful. on eBay. <laughs> Bury it. <laughs> What's your final word in word game? Let us know. We are at which game first on all social media. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our show, everybody. <laughs> we look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. If you would like more perks and content from us, just go to our website today and for $3 a month, you can become a patron of the show and get access to our exclusive patron-only podcast called... Bonus points! Bonus points pointing at you. And if you get a chance, please leave us a like, a rating, a review, a heart, a shout out, a mention to your friend, your sister. Secretly put it on your boyfriend's app and down, make it download on his podcaster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Any mention of us really helps others find the show. We would deeply appreciate it. Thank you and happy gaming explorers. How do you spell spill? That rabbit took my cards. Ah! Spill to kill! Bye bye! <laughs> See ya.